Welcome to Before Breakfast, a production of iHeartRadio. Good morning. This is Laura. Welcome to the Before Breakfast podcast. This week, we're talking about broad issues related to work and how we feel about it. Today's tip is about how to earn more. Even if you work in a conventional job, I think raising your income significantly over time is more possible than most people think. I've worked for myself for a great many years, and one of the most satisfying parts is the clear connection between working more and making more. Yes, if I don't hunt, I don't eat. And this is why we've made sure to save for slower times. On the other hand, when I do the hard work of landing a big new project, I can reap the rewards and often significantly raise my income year over year. I know this is harder in a traditional job, And this is one reason so much financial literature focuses on trimming costs. It's relatively easy to trim a grocery bill or change the thermostat, drive a little less, or shop at discount stores. It's perceived as much harder to raise your income. But there are a few things you can do. One is to always get in the habit of asking for more. Whenever you have a performance review, go in with an argument of why you contribute enough to the bottom line that you deserve more than whatever the normal cost of living adjustment might be. Be sure to frame your argument in these terms. Your organization doesn't care if you need the money. Your organization cares that you brought in a huge new client. Your organization cares that you invented a process that saves 5% on a recurring expense. Focus your work on doing these things that add to the bottom line, and then make sure the appropriate people know about them. If your manager doesn't have the budget right now for a raise, you can always negotiate these things prospectively. If I can bring in a new client or if I can cut costs by X, then can we agree that my salary can rise by Y? This is a win-win for all of you. One thing that can help in these negotiations is if you go in knowing what other people like you make. Again, it doesn't help to announce that, well, Bob makes Y. Some organizations are funny about sharing salaries, even if they shouldn't be, and Sometimes forbidding sharing is actually illegal. But if you know that you're paid in the average range and you're performing above average, you'll feel more confident in your ask. And that helps a lot. It goes without saying that you can position yourself for promotions. Talk with people in your company about what's actually involved in getting to the next level. What do the powers that be care about? How can you portray your current accomplishments within that narrative? Or what could you do to make that narrative become true? You can also be open to moving to other organizations. There's been some analysis that most major jumps in income happen with job changes, which makes sense. Most people won't jump unless there's a good reason, which means that if your current employer is decent, your new employer needs to be excellent to justify the hassle. So attend those industry conferences and stay in touch with former colleagues who switch organizations. Keep reaching out to people you know from school, or other places in your community. In general, you should be meeting with people outside your organization at least twice a month or so. And here's the thing. You often don't actually have to leap to get a raise. Interest from other places makes you more valuable to your current employer. As an employer myself, I know how ridiculous and expensive it can be to hire someone new. When I've interviewed people in HR about this, they note that a senior person can often cost a year's salary to replace. When you figure in interviewing time, the number of people required to make a decision, and training time. If giving someone a 25% salary bump means they'll likely stay for another three years, 
your organization has come out ahead. So feel free to interview. And especially if you do get an offer somewhere, ask for a match or better. Even if you don't get an immediate offer, building up your network and seeing what's out there can be helpful when you remind your organization of your value. Finally, you can earn more on the side too. Definitely check out Carla Marie's Side Hustlers podcast and Chris Guillebeau's Side Hustle School to learn more about creating extra income streams. The best are those streams that, after an initial burst of work, don't require any more investment of time to produce income. If you create a useful video course, for instance, and people pay to download it, it doesn't take much more work to sell the hundredth copy versus the second. My books took a lot of work to write, but when they sell out their advances, now I get royalty payments every few months. If something passive like that isn't in the cards, you can still study your schedule and see when you might have a few extra hours to do something in the gig economy, like driving for one of the rideshare companies. In any case, if you give yourself a timeline of 12 to 24 months, you could probably raise your income significantly. And that's a good thing where work is concerned. Because for most of us, well, it's not only about the money, we're happy when the money is good. In the meantime, this is Laura. Thanks for listening. And here's to making the most of our time. Hey, everybody. I'd love to hear from you. You can send me your tips, your questions, or anything else. Just connect with me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Before Breakfast Pod. That's B-E, the number four, then breakfast, P-O-D. You can also shoot me an email at beforebreakfastpodcast at iheartmedia.com. That before breakfast is spelled out with all the letters. Thanks so much. I look forward to staying in touch. Before Breakfast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.